The FIFA World Cup is live on Sky Sports. See every game of football's ultimate showcase. Glorious! You need to subscribe to Sky's Tata and Sky Sport to watch this premium content. For details, see sky.co.nz. Welcome to Football Fever with Jason Vine. by Newstalk ZB and Sky Sport, the home of the FIFA World Cup. All 64 matches live. Welcome along. Welcome into Football Fever, your daily World Cup podcast in association with Sky Sport. David Choke and me, Jason Pine, with you, wrapping today's action and the final two round of 16 matches. We start with Morocco v Spain on Sky Sport. Morocco with a chance to win it and go through. Morocco into the quarterfinals for the first time. Akraf Hakimi scoring the winning penalty to send them through. He was born and raised in Madrid, called up to the Spanish youth team, but decided he didn't feel at home there, wanted to represent the country of his parents' birth instead. And here he is as part of a Moroccan side that has knocked Spain out in the round of 16. They've gone out for the second time in a row. The Spanish on penalties to an unfancied nation, Russia. Last time, they've now lost four penalty shootouts at World Cups more than any other nation. I guess it goes to show, Chody, that there are lots of different ways to win games of football. Yeah, it was compelling watching, wasn't it? Um, lots of different ways. Uh, one thing that uh, worries me, Piney, is when they go for the late substitute, and if you noticed it, it was substitute the substitute to bring on the penalty taker, who's hardly touched the ball. He did get one touch, a pretty vital one, right at the death, uh, when he almost snuck a winner. Uh, but um, first up in the penalties, and it's a miss. There's a rule in football, I reckon, like don't change a substitute at a corner, you know, and I'm not sure about this idea of bringing on your penalty taker or subbing your goalkeeper is another one that sometimes happens for penalties. Stay with what you've got. But the Spanish will be having nightmares about penalties. They will. Yeah, Sarah Beer for Spain. He was the one who came on, as you say, missed it. And Morocco uh, brought Benoun on and he missed his as well. Yep. So uh, the, the theory is totally disproved. Just leave the guys on. And, and guys have been running around for a bit. They've got a bit of the game in their legs. Just... I mean, it can only end one way when you bring on someone as a specialty penalty taker, really, eh? Yeah, I, I doubt it's a genius move, but um, clearly um, it was deliberate. Um, but you've got to you've got to wonder. The, the, the goalkeepers look so huge now. I, I didn't think they were going to score penalties at all. I mean, three saves, fantastic. Um, what's his name? Bono. Bono. Yep. Is it Bono or Bono? Is it, I think it depends I, if you're talking about you two or you're talking about <laughs> football. Yeah. Let's just go with Bono. He he came up big though. And here's Spain, couldn't score in 120 minutes and missed all three of their penalties. Couldn't hit the back of the net at all. Yeah, no, they um, they will be ruining that for sure. Um, they were a, a, a nation that um, went into this World Cup, I think, with big hopes. Um, a pretty, pretty sort of um, sad way to, in, to exit. Um, although emotionally they looked pretty well together. I think Murata was the only one who was losing his, um, losing his mind, but... Uh, it was a. It is. A, it's a hard way to go out of a World Cup, but credit the African nation because we get our one African nation through. Um, they're ranked outside the top twenty, so you've got your sort of outsider in, um, and that's always good for the tournament. Yeah, fourth African team to reach the quarterfinals: Cameroon, nineteen ninety; Senegal, two thousand and two; Ghana, twenty ten. And as you say, Chody, an unfancy team in the quarterfinals, which we always like. It was looking very much as though it was going to be eight powerhouses or seven powerhouses and a pretty decent Moroccan side who haven't conceded apart from an own goal, in four games. And before that, uh, before the World Cup, they'd gone seven without conceding. 
a home game for them pretty much. What about their supporters? Yeah, um, it'll be massive. And that's what's sort of going in their favour. It's played what, what I would call their neighbourhood. Um, they're the North African side. Um, they've got tons of fans in there. Um, so I think uh, the matchup against Portugal will be a good one because despite this morning's result with Portugal, where they looked superb, um, they haven't looked great, I don't think, Portugal. No. What, what about Spain? I mean, they played, by the stats I've seen, over a thousand passes to Morocco's three hundred and four, seventy-seven percent possession, but only one shot on target. They'll pass you to death, but they're still going home. There's only one stat that counts, Pony, and that's the one: uh, goals in the net um, that count. And that's uh, the old adage with football: you've got to be able to score goals. And despite all of that possession, and despite all of that um, flair that they possess. They weren't carving out chance after chance. No. Um, th- this wasn't a, a huge upset um, in terms of the way the match flowed. I don't know what it says about me, but I, I think if, if you said to me, OK, you watch this game that's been played, it's going to finish nil all after 120 minutes, I, I'm not, not sure I'd be rushing to the couch to sit down to watch it, but I found it completely compelling as Spain tried to find their way through what was a very resolute and supremely organised Moroccan side. I, I didn't find it a bore draw at all, did you? No, not at the stage of the tournament. You're watching it uh, for, for the opportunity. Are they going to create one? In the end, it's agony, isn't it, uh, going into extra time. Uh, the, the the goal opportunity right at the death that hit the post. I didn't see it hitting the post at first glance. I thought he squared it straight across the face of goal. But it's a game of inches. Um, he's struck the post from an oblique angle. Uh, and had that gone in, uh, you would have lost your mind. Absolutely, you would have. So Spain go out. They are beaten by Morocco on penalties in the round of 16. Fever, thanks to Sky Sport, the home of the FIFA World Cup. All 64 matches live. No such problems for Portugal, who absolutely ran over the top of Switzerland. 6-1 on Sky Sport. Ramos, Pepe, Ramos, Guerrero, Ramos, Leal. Six goals of different types and different qualities of thrust and power and finesse. And for the most part, without Ronaldo. And no goals uh, at all in the first 120 minutes of this morning's action. We got one in the 17th minute here on Sky Sport. Ramos! The 21-year-old striker Gonzalo Ramos lashing it in and going on to score a hat-trick. I'm not sure I'd heard of him. Had you had you heard of him? No, watching the game, I uh, went straight to uh, the phone and started Googling the Ramos to find out what about him. Um, 21, as you say, hardly played international football. I think 34 minutes and three caps, according to the Google search that I did. Um, ben Fika didn't know a lot about him. I mean, he looks like a striker. Um he looks like the ideal replacement for uh, an ageing striker. Ronaldo who is uh, the question I would ask because six goals from Portugal, none for Ronaldo. He got on the park, but uh, Ramos put a ring around his name. He's just added uh, a couple of zeros to his uh, valuation for sure. Yeah, first player to score a hat-trick on his first World Cup start since Miroslav Klose for Germany in 2002. First player to score a hat-trick in a World Cup knockout match since Thomas Skouravi. For Czechoslovakia against Costa Rica in the round of 16 in 1990. As you say, Chody, only playing uh, because uh, they decided to drop Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I've seen it suggested that he might have been rested for the bigger games ahead. He's been dropped, hasn't he? I would have thought so. I don't think you rest in a knockout match. I don't think they thought they could uh, 
waltz through this match as they did against the Swiss side that looked good going in. Um, but this was the best of Portugal. I know they get up your nose, Piney. I know you're not a big fan. But um, they. this was the best of Portugal. Yep. Uh, there weren't the theatrics. There weren't the uh, the niggles. There wasn't the brandishing of yellow card signals coming from every player every two seconds. It was Portugal in full flight um, right till the end. Uh, the layout goal at the end just left you sort of sitting there going, wow. Um if they can reproduce that kind of form, they are uh, contenders. Yeah, 21-year-old uh, Ramos with a hat-trick. Pepe, at the other end of the age scale, scored Portugal's second. 39 years and 283 days old, so nearly 40. The oldest player to score in a knockout stage game at a World Cup. He's pretty gnarly, a gnarly defender. In a, I mean, he got up well for that goal, didn't he, Pepe? Yeah, smashed at home. And uh, But even throughout the match, he was, um, yeah, gnarly's a good word, competitive, um, old, wily, um, and still good enough to rise up at a corner and smash home a header. Yeah, Ronaldo did get on at the end, 72 minutes, couldn't score a goal, still waiting for his first World Cup knockout goal. Uh, the first time he's been dropped from the starting side in a major tournament since 2008. Oddly enough, that was also against Switzerland. 31 games at major tournaments he started, but not today. I mean, Ramos has to start the, the quarterfinal, doesn't he? Has to. Well, we're talking about Ronaldo. I don't know. Does he go to FIFA? What, what happens? What happens when Ronaldo gets dropped from his national side? Is there anywhere where he can go to sort of dispute the fact that he's been dropped? Maybe he was rested. Maybe uh, his legs were weary. Um, there was one opportunity when he got on to break away, and he was he, he did score an offside goal. But just before that, he had a chance to sort of put on the afterburners. I'm not sure the afterburners were there. I thought he looked just a yard slower, you know, than maybe he typically does. Um, it's a brave manager that drops Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, he did it this morning, and uh, they won 6-1. So who knows what he might do in their upcoming quarterfinal. And so our quarterfinal lineup is complete. It looks like this. Saturday, 4am New Zealand time, Brazil v Croatia. Saturday, 8am. Netherlands v Argentina. Sunday at 4am, Morocco, Portugal. Sunday at 8am, England, France. You look at those four matches and you think, man, I'm not missing a minute of any of those. There are more storylines to be written. What do you make of the eight teams we have left? Oh, it's a fantastic lineup. Um, we talked yesterday perhaps about it being all the big guns. Morocco's the wild card in there, but ranked 21 in the world, you're not, you're not the worst. Um, they are the outsiders of the group for sure, but... Um, Portugal, Morocco, I think Portugal you'd have to favour. I mean, they'll, they'll have fresher legs for starters. Uh, Morocco must be running on empty after the uh, the mammoth effort they put in this morning. But each of those line, um, quarterfinals look juicy. Two in particular for me, Netherlands, Argentina, that looks like sort of your, your, your classic uh, Europe versus South American uh, conflict. And the all-European um, all, all derby, France, England, that last one. I just can't wait for that. That side of the draw looks the easiest side, doesn't it? Morocco, Portugal, England, France. On the other side, Brazil, Croatia, Netherlands, Argentina. The uh, yeah, I mean, England and France. The the winner of that will absolutely feel like the World Cup final is in reach. You know, with all due respect to Portugal or Morocco, they'll feel as though they're you know they're a really good shot for that final, won't they? They will, but it's lining up, isn't it, perfectly for that South America Europe final. Um, you have to think that's where we're headed. That'd be perfect for me. I think that's a great, um, a great way to uh, end uh, the month of uh, festival football is to have the best nation in South America play the best nation out of Europe. Um, I think that's what will play out. I doubt that we'll see uh, Morocco 
upset the apple card and, and, and get there. But, hey, funnier things have happened in football. Yeah, funny things happen, and they have at this World Cup. Just uh, confirming on Sky Sports, Saturday morning, Brazil, Croatia and Netherlands, Argentina. Sunday morning, Morocco, Portugal, England, France. For the first time at this tournament, Jody, we get a couple of days off before a huge weekend. It's uh, I almost feel as though it's flown by. And here we are with 56 games gone and only eight to go. It's business time, Piney. You will see from my copious notes that I haven't gone with a highlighter yet. I'm still, I've got the, I've got the green, I've got the, the, the amber, uh, and I'm not sure which way to go on these, but I'm, I'm convinced that uh, we'll end up with a South American Europe final. Um, I hope that's the case, but uh, a couple of days off just to, to gather our thoughts, but I think loving it. Just to recharge the batteries, we're back with another fresh episode of Football Fever and around lunchtime on Saturday. The FIFA World Cup is live on Sky Sports. Oh, See every game of football's ultimate showcase. Glorious! You need to subscribe to Sky's title and Sky Sports to watch this premium content. For details, see sky.co.nz.